the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today is about the healing of the man who was a demon-possessed, blind, and mute. And the Lord healed him. And the Gospel is not only telling about the miracle, but also about the reaction of, of the effect of the miracle of, on the people. And it mentioned two different reactions. One who praised the miracle, saying, could this be the son of David, and the son of David, an expression which is used about the Messiah. The Pharisees, they have a different reaction, but saying this is is by Belzebub, the ruler of demon, cast out demon. And the Lord responded to it as we heard. So I want to reflect on five points in regarding this miracle. And so firstly, the man who is dominant possessed, blind and mute, he a symbol of the humanity. The humanity which, after the fall of Adam, became under the control of the devil. Because a demon possessed means it is under control of the demon. And the demon always attacked the mind of the man to control the mind of the man. That's why in Arabic, this miracle say in San Magnum which means mentally disturbed or mentally sick. And this is what happened regarding uh, the fall of Adam and Eve, because the sin of Adam and Eve was not only that they ate from the tree, but before eating of the tree, the devil succeeded to change their mind and put an idea in their mind, that is, if you, if you disobey God and eat from this tree, you will be like God. And when this Eve accepted this idea, then she looked to the tree in a different way. So every sin starts in the mind. And the devil, because he deceived Adam and Eve, and it affected the whole humanity to be under the control of the devil and to be in the kingdom of sin with the law of sin affected the person, affected every person, affected his will to be able to do good things. And when the devil controls the mind, then it will affect the person will be blind not physically blind, but blind to see the to see the light, to see God, to know God. That's why humanity went into not to know about God, becoming blind about who is God, and start to worship idols instead of worshiping the true God. And that's why when the Lord healed the man born blind and the Pharisees challenged this, he spoke about you are blind when you don't see the truth. 
So we need to differentiate between uh, the blindness as something which affects the eyes physically, and the blindness which affects the spirit, affects the inner of the man. So that's why in, the, in this story of the man born blind, he granted him not only the sight, but he granted him the enlightenment. And also it needs the person to be mute. Mute meaning not able to speak. Not able to, to speak, to be speak the truth. You find the person when the, the devil controls the mind, people cannot, you don't have the carriage to witness to the truth. But the Lord healed him as he healed the humanity. He did not, in his great love, he did not leave us in our, to be under the control of the devil, or to be blind spiritually and mute spiritually, but he came, he took our human nature and became man, and he offered a salvation for us, a liberation for us, to be liberated from the control of, of the devil, to be liberated our mind to return again, to be uh, connected to God. That's why to have the renewal of the mind which is reflected in the new nature which we uh, receive. So the first point is this man represents the humanity. The second, that is God, the Lord Jesus Christ in his incarnation he did not only heal this man, but he also, through his salvation, he healed the whole humanity to be liberated from uh, the sin and the control of the devil. The third point is about the reaction of, of the people. Uh, as we, we heard, there are two different reactions. It is the same miracle, but why? Some interpreted it, this is the work of God, and this is the son of David, this is the Messiah. And they the other interpreted in completely different way. The miracle is a miracle, but the people are not the same. It is because the attitude, the attitude of the, the emotional, of feeling, which is emotional, of feeling toward certain things. We say this person has a bad attitude or a good attitude. So it's something inside. If you have this bad attitude toward a person, then you will interpret all his or her action in a certain way based on what is your feeling and what is your emotion. You don't judge things objectively, but you judge things subjectively. The Pharisees, they had a bad, bad attitude towards the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, they follow him from place to place. They could not deny what he did was good, but they interpreted it in a bad way. And they, they could not deny that this American happened. But they don't look at what is the, good, the goodness out of this American. But because of their bad attitude, because of their heart which full of hatred toward him, they look at it in a different way. 
and they tried to find an, an interpretation. Yes, he casted out demons, but he casted out demons by the big root of the demons, the root of the demons. The same also, when the Lord healed the man born blind, they didn't look, look how this man was very visible. But they only looked to, does this miracle happen on the Sabbath? And they focus on, on, on this point. And you can apply it in your life. Your life. If you come to the church to benefit, you will benefit. If you come to the church to criticize, you will find a lot of things to criticize. It is based on what is what kind of attitude are coming to the church. In your human relationship, if you look to the if you have a bad feeling towards someone, then you will interpret all his action in a bad way. Whatever this person will do, because you already close, there is something in your heart which make your mind move in one, only one direction in whatever you see. You don't see any change. You don't see any improvement. Because you already set your mind in a certain attitude, in a certain feeling. I call of a mental position regarding, the definition of attitude is a mental position regarding a state or a fact or a person. So already you have a mindset toward uh, something. Also, it, it is affected also how you deal with God, for example. And if you attitude to God that is his controlling and his command is to prevent you to have a joyful life or to have a fun of your life, then you will react and try to interpret this uh, commandment as unrealistic, it's not for us, it cannot be fulfilled. And all this kind of, it started from, that's why the Lord said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you are saying, what you are reacting, it depends what is in you inside. The fourth point is about the division. About the division. The Lord Jesus Christ warned about the division. And he said that is every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city and our house divided against itself will not stand. Will not stand. A ship can stand storms, but if there is a hole in the ship and the start of the water to enter the ship, then this is a dangerous thing. But so long it is intact, it can stand the waves, the storms. The same also at all level, at your personal level, if you are not divided against yourself, there is a fight in you between good and evil. You are not yet have a clear goal to live a life of holiness. So you spend one day in a certain way, another day, or you have 
this personality when you are inside the church, a person and outside a different person? This kind of division. Lead person cannot progress. That's why in the book of Revelation, he warned about to be lukewarm. To be lukewarm, I, you are in a gray area. And this is a most dangerous thing in the spiritual life. Because it makes you, you are not clear. In the stories of repentance, like St. Moses or, or St. Mary of Egypt and others, they were very clear. They decided to change this life of sin, sinful life, even if it was a very sinful life. But they were not divided. That's why they moved in one way. Yes, there was a fight, there was a difficulty, there was temptation, but they continued. They didn't do it like Demas, who, after he served with St. Paul, he returned because he loved this, this world. So is it the dangers of division inside yourself? A dangerous of a division in a family, if a family is divided, the husband fight against his wife, or vice versa, or parent against the children, this is what affects the house. The same in the church. If the members of the church are fighting against each other, or fighting with the priest, or fighting with the servant, or fighting with the Lord, then the church will not go for it the same in a state, and so on. But there is a difference between a division and have different opinions. Unity does not mean uniformity. Unity does not mean there is no different opinions. Unity does not mean there is no challenges. And I just give you an example. In the early church, when you go to the book of Acts, I hope, when you go home, you read this uh, chapter 6 of the book of Acts, it given us a very nice or uh, very joyful picture of the church, the unity of the church. Then you come to chapter 6. When you come to chapter 6, you find something different. There is a dispute happening among the disciples, among the Christians, a problem happening. A complaint happened. What was the reason of the complaint? That is the Hellenistics, that is the Christian who came from diaspora, who was a Jew from a diaspora, had a conflict with the Hebrews, the Christians who were a Jew converted to Christianity, but they came from Jerusalem and Judea. Like we have people are Egyptian, coming from Egypt, people and here living in America. So there is sometimes a dispute happening between them. What was the reason? It's the service of their widows. They felt the heaviness that their widows, they are not served properly, and there is unfair. So they complained. And they complained to the apostles. Then how the apostle reacted to that? This is an important point. They did not consider their complaint 
is a wrong decision. But they investigated why you are complaining. They don't go and how you complain. You are Christians. You are full of the Holy Spirit. You should not complain. Complain is against your spiritual life. Yes. Complain is not good things. But sometimes be a good. Like pain. Pain in your body is not good things. But could be a good sign to let you to know there is something wrong to correct it. So the apostle investigated the complaint. And they discovered these people, they were right. For what complaining about. And they put solution. And as they kept the unity by find a solution for it. What is the solution? They found two things for of this problem. The first is, the first problem is this increase of the service. Because of the service increased. And there is a burden of those who are serving. So because of the increase of the number of people need to be serving, and limited servant, of course, there will be a shortage in the service. And then found there is another issue, which is a cultural difference. The Christian church started as people all coming from a Jewish background from Judea. And then after, a spread of the world, some Hellenists joined the church. Now we have, even within those of a Jewish background, uh, uh, there's different culture, different because they live in the Hellenistic world, in the Greek world. So they are affected by this world. So they solved it by two things. Number one, to increase the number of servants. They said it is not right that as we be occupied by this service, but we need more servants. That's why they, killed, they started a new rank, the rank of deacons. And they put a criteria. And the first criteria is to be if people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Secondly, they choose this, they get the Hellenists to choose. So, because they come from them, they will understand the culture. That's why, if you notice the names of the seven deacons, all of them are Greek names. And that is why the church benefited by a new rank, by opening the service for, for everyone, and the problem was solved. And this is how the church dealt with the difference and kept the unity of the church without leaving these differences to make a division. Because the division starts by differences. If you don't handle it, like if you have a differences, of course you and your wife are not identical. There are different characteristics, there are different perspectives. If you don't dialogue and if you don't try to bridge these differences, then a division will, will happen. The last point, that is, the Pharisees, they falsely accused the Lord Jesus Christ by casting out demons by the book of demons. And it was not the first time to accuse him. But I want to learn how the Lord responded to these accusations. 
Because all of us may face false accusation. People may accuse us. At home, at work, as a church, whatever. I mean, this is a part of our daily life. To find people who praise us and we find people who accuse us or criticize us. How we handle it? The Lord Jesus Christ, it was once the first time to say the same things. This miracle is mentioned in chapter 12 of the Gospel of St. Matthew. If you go to chapter 9, then you find a similar miracles with a little bit differences. That is the Lord, he healed a man. If you go to Matthew 9, uh, 32 and 34, that is, they brought to him a man who was demon-blessed and mute. He was not blind. And the Lord healed him. And the people, as is mentioned in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the, the people were marveled, the multitudes were marveling and saying, it was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees, they said that is, he cast out demon by the ruler of the demons. And the Lord, he did not respond. He didn't say anything. And uh, one of the fathers, he reflected to that. He didn't respond because he wanted them to review themselves, to come to themselves. And he wants to continue to do miracle. Maybe when he, they see more miracle, they change their mind. So sometimes we respond by the acquisition, by doing more and more positive things. To give the people a chance to, to come to themselves, review their ideas, and also it helped them when they seemed repeatedly. So that's why the Lord, he did not respond to, to the first time. So don't respond to all accusations, otherwise we'll be distracted. Just wait and continue and do work. Then, when it came again, another miracle with a little difference, that's a man who demon possess, blind and mute, they repeated the same things even in their thoughts, and this is in their thoughts, but the Lord discovered their thoughts. Then, he found that is the first way did not work with them. So he started to respond. But how he responded? He responded, firstly, he said to them, what you are saying, it is, is not logic. It's not logic. You say that is I by the ruler or demon. I cast out demon. That's me. Satan divided against itself. And at least how are we going to be stand? So, yes, I can destroy the kingdom of Satan, but not by Satan, because how Satan to be divided against itself. Number two, they told them. There is a proof. What about your sons? 
is decided, because the decider, they cast out demons. So if you accuse me by casting out demons because you have a bad attitude toward me, but how you can explain that is your sons, he meant the his disciples, the Jews originally, they cast out demons. Do they also cast out demons by Satan or by the Prince of or we are only asking about me? So you can challenge the person, you criticize me in these things, but there are other people who are doing the same thing, but you don't criticize them. It is the same explanation to give to them. And that's why he said they will be your judge about they were. So then he moved to the third point. Firstly, it is unlogic. He gave a proof of something else existing. And then he explained to them how I cast out demons. I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. So to give explanation, because some people they criticize because they don't know. They don't know. Or they get wrong information. They need to be aware about the truth. So have a responsibility to explain the truth to, to the people. So he told them, that is, I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. It is, it is God. It's showing now this kingdom of, of the devil is coming to end. And then he moved to a positive outreach to them. So he cared for them. He cared for their salvation. He did not consider them as his enemies. But he told them, if therefore, but if I cast out demon by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So watch. So watch. What you are seeing now is something for you. It is a good news for you. It is a good news for everyone. Because the sign of the Messiah is to do miracles and to show authority over the demons. So what I'm doing now, what I'm doing now, it will be fulfilled on the salvation and the, the coming of the kingdom of God. You are under the kingdom of the devil. You are under the kingdom of darkness. You are under the kingdom of sin. Now I'm coming to bring the kingdom of God to you. So benefit from it. Don't consider those who criticize you as your enemies. Try to reach out to them. Try to let them come to you, their mind. Try to show them what they are criticizing. It is for their good, as the Lord Jesus Christ showed to the Pharisees. He continued until the end, until the end, try in different ways to win them. Some of them accepted, and some they didn't. So that is our responsibility for those who accuse us. To be patient, to wait, not to jump of responding, but to wait, to give them a chance to do more positive things, so they may change their mind, they may change their attitude. And also, if, if they continue, then we have a responsibility to explain to them, to refute what they are saying, 
and to give the positive explanation of what we are doing. And also to reach out for them with a great love and humility. That is not to lose any, anyone because we are responsible to bring the good news for everyone. May our Lord Jesus Christ who healed this man, the miserable man who was demon possessed, to heal all our misery and to bring us always to be full of wisdom. God to control our mind, that to have Christ's mind to guide on our life, to give us an, an inner illumination and also to have us the ears to hear his words and the mouth to speak his words.